Hamilton Youngberg, a champion dancer, now an MC, a cultural ambassador for his tribe and for the Chicago Blackhawks hockey team. This is Powwow Life for May 21st, 2019. Welcome back to another episode of Powwow Life. This is the podcast from powwows.com where we explore and celebrate all things Native American culture. I'm your host, Paul Gowder, and I appreciate you tuning in again this week. We've got a great episode. Uh, Joaquin Hamilton is a fantastic dancer. If you've ever seen him at a powwow dancing Southern Straight, you definitely know him. He's got a unique style uh, of his outfit and his dance dancing and his moves. Uh, he's been a champion for years. He wins at a lot of powwows. Uh, so he uh, definitely has been around the circuit a long time. In the last few years, now he started to be an MC and is taking up the mic. He also works as arena director at some of the powwows. Uh, and recently, his tribe made him the cultural ambassador for the, for his people, and so did the Chicago Blackhawks. So it's an interesting story to see how that all came about and uh, kind of his philosophy on things. So I hope you enjoyed listening to Joaquin. I'm finally getting caught up. Sorry we've been a little delayed. Uh, Gathering of Nations, that always takes it out of me. And uh, we're busy the week before and for several weeks afterwards. So we'll be back on schedule here, hopefully with some episodes. Uh, but Gathering was amazing. I hope you tuned in and saw the live webcast. If not, go check it out. We've still got the replay and, of course, videos on our YouTube channel uh, at slash watch live. Uh, just click on the Gathering or Stage 49 link, and uh, the replay is there. Uh, it was a fantastic weekend. Took my daughter Brooke for the first time. She had never been to Albuquerque or Gathering of Nations, of course. Um, so that was really fun. Uh, she put her to work, and uh, she did a fantastic job helping out. Uh, if you uh, send in a question on any of the social platforms, Brooke was the one handling those questions for the weekend. And uh, she also ran our Instagram page that weekend and uh, really helped out. It was, it was fun. Um, and had uh, two other people there helping us, uh, Ryan Teebs out of uh, Philadelphia and Corinne Ostrike uh, out of California. And uh, they both really helped out. And it, it was a great weekend. Looking forward to, of course, another year of gathering next year. But this was a really good year. And appreciate all of you for watching and supporting us. Uh, we still got some content coming. Ryan is working on putting all those YouTube videos out. So keep checking our channel and our newsletter. We'll have more information about that soon. Also, be sure to, to subscribe to our newsletter, like I said. Don't miss out of anything we're putting out there. Um, you know, I heard from a lot of people over the weekend. Uh, Facebook is... Uh, you know, they're not showing you everything we post anymore. Uh, some people would be watching a video and we would stop and, and you know, restart the stream and they wouldn't even see the second one. So Facebook does not automatically show you. Do not depend on that for getting all of your news from powwows.com. Hop on over, subscribe to our newsletter. We will send it all out to you. That's the best way to keep up with everything we're doing. Uh, and one of the things that's coming up that will be happening about the time this episode comes out is our friends at Pendleton are sending us another blanket to give away. So be sure to head over to powwows.com and look for that. We'll put a link in the show notes uh, when that contest starts too. So head on over for that. Uh, you want to make sure you get your entries in to win that Pendleton and appreciate our friends at Pendleton, of course, for always uh, supporting us and giving us another blanket 
to give to you. And hey, I want to hear from you. If you're enjoying the, the Power Life podcast and you like the interviews, let me know. I'd really like to hear some feedback and who you want to hear from next. You know, I'm working on uh, some more interviews and getting more people to come on the show. So let me know who is it you want to hear from? Whose story do you want to uh, hear them tell? Let me know. I'd, I'd love to send, send it in webmaster at powwows.com or uh, leave a comment on the, uh, the post at powwows.com for the podcast. Let me know. I'd love to hear from you. The music this week is from Joaquin Hamilton's drum, Young Bird Singers. Check them out at iTunes or Amazon or wherever you get your music. Make sure you download some of their songs. All right, everybody, sit back and enjoy this interview with Joaquin Hamilton. Thanks for being here. I'm so excited tonight to have my friend Joaquin Hamilton with us, champion dancer, singer, MC, a cultural ambassador. He's done it all, and I'm really excited to have you on with us tonight. Joaquin, thanks for being here, man. Yeah, thanks for the invitation. That's awesome. Uh, I think everybody probably knows you uh, as a Southern straight dancer and uh, been around the circuit for a while. When, when uh, Well, I guess let's start, let's start before that. You tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what tribe. Uh, my name is Joaquin Hamilton. I'm an enrolled member of the Sac and Fox Nation of Oklahoma, but I also represent the Pawnee, the Oto Missouri, Cheyenne, Kiowa, Apache, and Tonkawa Nations as well. Uh, I currently reside in Shawnee, Oklahoma with my little family. I have a wife and two children. Um, I'm originally from a place called Pawnee, Oklahoma, which is about an hour and 15 minutes north of Shawnee. All right, and like I said, you know, everybody, um, everybody knows you as, as that champion, you know, southern straight dancer, um, unique style, always catching the eye every time I watch you. Um, when did you get started dancing? Is this something you've always done, your family's always done? Well, around the age of three, uh, my parents, Don and June Hamilton, uh, paid the way for me to enter the arena. And I was so fortunate that they did so at a young age. I think I was around three years of age. And uh, I was brought into the arena by my uh, grandpa, uh, Sidney Moore, uh, around Pawnee area. And uh, I've always been in and around uh, the dance circle. I was I was raised with all my culture and traditions from all of my different tribes. Uh, my folks, they would take us to the local tail dances. Uh, we would dance at the powwows. Uh, we would attend Native American church ceremonies. We would attend sweat lodge ceremonies. We were always involved. And growing up, I've always had a love for dancing. And from the time I was a young boy up until I was around age 25, you know, I went from a fancy dancer to a traditional dancer. Uh, I was known to dance with a goofy shield that was painted by Sonny Real Rider back in the 80s when I was around seven years old. It kind of motivated me to uh, stay in the arena just to kind of show my shield off for a little while. <laughs> nice. And and uh, 
but uh, my dancing, I felt like it kept me out of trouble. It kept me interested in who I am and what I do as a Native American dancer. And um, the joy that I had for it, um, it gave me the opportunity to to be myself in the arena and to become one with who I am and all the elements that we have in those sacred circles. And, and so fortunate, you know, if growing up in Oklahoma, there's a, not like out here, uh, you had a powwow to go to every weekend, I'm sure, um, somewhere in Oklahoma. When did you uh, f- first start venturing out past Oklahoma and to, you know, to some of the bigger contest powwows? Uh, when I was in junior high, well, actually, I was seven years old. It was 1982. Uh, my folks, they would take our little family up to United Tribes in Bismarck, North Dakota, and we went to this big uh, uh, international powwow in Regina, Saskatchewan, back when I was, I think I was seven years old. And to this day, I still have those memories of dancing uh, in Canada as a young child. And in junior high, you know, they took us to... um, the international finals powwow in Albuquerque. And we've always attended gathering of nations. So we've always traveled off and on throughout my life. That's awesome. Hey, that Those are some good ones to go to as a child. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, those, those are great. Um, so when do you, uh, you know, you started going to some of these, even as a young kid, um, when did you make the transition over to, to straight? Um, I, I danced Southern straight a few times at our tail dance ceremony, mm-hmm. but um, I entered into the uh, Southern straight competition uh, when I was around 25 years old. I believe it was around 1995, if I can remember right. Uh, my cousin Jeff Goodfox and I, we took off up to Perry Island that year, and uh, he and I camped out, and uh, that was my first weekend to compete in the Southern uh, category as a as an adult man. <laughs> and my style has always been a little different, and I think that uh, you can see a little of my Northern flavor that I had growing up in there somewhere. And there's certain music that will, uh, it'll help me release the energy that I have as a dancer. And sometimes I just, I lose myself. I I get into the spirit and I dance from the heart and I have good thoughts and good prayerful thoughts when I'm dancing. Yeah, definitely. um, Yeah. As I danced a little straight myself, and so I've always, uh, you know, watched you and a couple other guys out there, and uh, yeah, yours is definitely a unique style. Um, I'll tell you a story. We uh, around here, you know, we've we've got smaller powwows, but we do have some good powwows here in in the uh, in the south. And uh, 
a friend of mine who's another straight dancer, uh, I'll let him remain nameless, but he, you know, he won a few contests out here and decided he was going to go out West. And, uh, I remember he came back. It's like, how'd it go? How'd it, how'd you do? He's like, dude, there's this guy out there. He just danced circles around me. I couldn't believe all the stuff he, you know, all the moves he was doing. I was like, who are you talking about? He's like, this guy named Joaquin Hamilton. Have you ever seen him dance? Like, yeah, yeah, I've seen him once or twice. He's pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, he came back here to the South. He'd never seen anything like that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, uh, growing up, I've always had uh, people that I looked up to. And as I made mention earlier, my father always, took me to the gathering. So I had grandpas and uncles that would always share knowledge with me and uh, talk to me about things that they've experienced. And uh, people like Abe Conklin from the Ponca tribe, uh, we call him Grandpa Abe. And then uh, my grandpa, Ronnie Harris uh, from the Sac and Fox tribe. And uh, even Uncle Ralphie Heyman and certain people that uh, encouraged me along the way about dancing you know they talk to me about when the spirit of that drum and the music gets you then sometimes it's uh it's a feeling that you can't describe and sometimes a song can make you dance a little more free or a little more uh uh, energetic um when that song when that spirit gets you so sometimes when i'm dancing I'm just, I just release it. I just dance. I mean, none of it's choreographed. I just go with the music. Yeah, those are some legends right there. Um, I used to have a, a mm-hmm. VCR tape of Abe that we about wore out watching, uh, watching him. Um, yeah, those, those are some good guys to learn from. And you're talking about, you know, your unique style and some of your northern roots. Um, and that carries over even into some of the things on your outfit. Um, from some of your northern northern tribes, right? Mm-hmm. Well, um, you know, a lot of folks in the Oklahoma area, uh, they don't realize that our Sock and Fox people were relocated to Indian Territory uh, back in the day. Our people, we arrived in Indian Territory around 1869. And so a lot of the woodland style designs that um, my wife puts on my regalia, you know, it's to honor our salt roots. And um, uh, so, yeah. <laughs> and that's cool. You know, I, I think it's uh, sometimes when people, uh, you know, see the outfits, they, you know, they don't understand uh, just how deep some of the traditions go. And I think it's cool to hear, um, especially when uh, some of the styles get mixed in there be- because of, you know, your, your specific, uh, your backstory, you know, and where you came from. That's, that's really awesome. Right. Yeah. Um, in the state of Oklahoma, there's around 39 tribes and all, but I think one were relocated to this area. And so a lot of, uh, tribal people in this state, uh, represent, you know, anywhere from two to six tribes, like, like myself, uh, my father's three tribes and my mother's three. And um, so we represent six or seven different nations. And um, uh, our family, personally, I mean, you know, we can dress with Cheyenne designs. We can dress with 
Oakville designs or Sack and Fox designs. So, and that's because we represent all those different tribes. Yeah. Well, no, recently here this year at Gathering, you were the uh, MC for the Gore Dance and uh, you started MCing at, at powwows all across Indian country. When did you start uh, getting on the mic? Um, the first time I climbed on the mic was um, in the early fall of 2013. I was asked by uh, one of the head lady dancers down in uh, Kinder to say a few words on her behalf during her special honoring. And so uh, maybe I think some of the uh, powwow committee people heard me from a few different powwows and they were interested in my voice. And uh, from there, about a two about two months later, uh, we were at a powwow out in California and um, uh, they had one MC and uh, he needed to take a break and they asked me to uh, help out a little bit. And so I helped them out and the following year they asked me to uh, to uh, serve as their MC. And so from that time forward, you know, uh, I was asked to be on the MC quite often. And I, I really enjoy it because it, it gives me the opportunity to share the knowledge that I gained in my lifetime. And I owe that to a lot of grandpas and uncles that shared things with me. And um, to be an MC, you have to be well-rounded because you have you have to know about singing, you have to know about dancing, you have to have respect and consideration, you have to have a little humor, and so sometimes it, it can be difficult uh, depending on what size the celebration is, and. But the joy I get out of it is that I get to share, you know, what I know. In the beginning, it was a little nerve-wracking, but as I got more comfortable, then uh, I gained a lot of respect for MCs, and I and I started enjoying it more. Yeah, you did a great job at gathering. I, I, it is a it's a tough transition. Um, uh, it has a lot of lot of space to fill sometimes, especially, you know, you took on a, a big one there, gourd dancing. Uh, you know, they took they take some breaks between the sets there, and you had a lot of time to fill. You did a great job. Yeah, thank you very much. And you know, even even that, you know, you have to know uh, about the singing and the drum groups and things. And um, back in 1997, my brother and I we formed the drum group called Young Bird. And we sing in many different uh, areas of the country in Canada. And we got to meet a lot of people along the way. And that opened a few doors for us along the way. And um, later on in 2002, we were nominated for a Grammy Award for the best Native American music album that year. And so, like, even that experience, you know, it humbled us out quite a bit and it it gassed our tanks a little more to 
try harder. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, you, you guys are uh, are still known as you know you, a great drum group. Um, so and I got a few more questions about the powwow. But um, while we're talking about the drum group and you're dancing, uh, where are you heading this summer? Where can people catch you? Um, we'll be we'll be dancing and uh, traveling quite a bit uh, this summer. Uh, I don't sing as much as I used to uh, now that I have a family and two children uh, that love to dance. Uh, we do a lot more dancing nowadays. So this coming summer, um, you'll be able to catch me on the microphone um, over here at um, uh, Shakopee, Minnesota for their annual event. Uh, I'll be on the microphone with Ruben over in Ignacio at the Southern Ute Fair. And let's see. I'll be uh, on the microphone at the Spotlight 29 Powwow this coming year. So there's a few places I'll be on the microphone, but uh, we'll be we'll be dancing most of the time. <laughs> That's cool. Now, um, we were also talking before we, we got started, and uh, tell us a little bit about it. you were uh, selected as an ambassador for your tribe and uh, also some work with the, uh, was it the Chicago Blackhawks? Yes. Okay, so I've always enjoyed uh, being a special events coordinator, you know, we would do dance performances and educational type events for schools and colleges and certain organizations. Well, a few years back, I believe it was in 2000. No, it was that same year, uh, May, 2015. I drove a group of Pawnee elders up to the field museum in Chicago. And uh, I was their singer and their speaker that weekend, and I got to meet some representatives from the uh, American Indian Center of Chicago. And they just recently got connected with the Chicago Blackhawks, um, wanting to uh, get the fans educated and wanting to learn more about Blackhawk and the Sauk people or the Sac and Fox Nation. And so uh, that October, you know, I was. I was called upon to be a part of that team to educate the fans in Chicago and the local area about our people and our old war leaders. And so I visited Chicago a couple of times during Native American Heritage Month, and we performed and we did a couple of uh, uh, interviews. And uh, I started doing more educational events there in Chicago. And um, so in June 2015, I was the first ever elected official ambassador of the Sac and Fox Nation by our, uh, our council. And so from that time forward, um, I represented our people, uh, whether I was in Chicago educating or doing research in uh, Rock Island, Illinois, which is the the area where our old village used to sit back in the day. It was called Socknick, but today it's called Rock Island, Illinois. So I represent our second Fox Nation uh, wherever I go. That's really cool that you're able to uh, 
you know, educate people not only uh, on the mic, but uh, as you travel around. Um, that's great, and you're 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 a really good ambassador for that. And uh, I, I know I'm sure your people appreciate that. Um, so for the you know the young dancers out there that are you know maybe uh, working on their outfits now or, or practicing their moves, getting ready to go to that next contest. You know what do you what do you tell the the young dancers out there as as they're starting their uh, journey and starting to get ready for uh, to you know to travel the circuit. Um, I would like to encourage all young people to track their lineage, to know who they are, because it builds confidence, it builds self-esteem in knowing who you are. You know, my grand, my grandparents and uh, my folks, they were always uh, recommending to us that we need to know that because it'll build confidence. And so I want all these young people to to do their research, to learn their lineage, and it will take them a long ways. And a lot of these new dancers that are, you know, coming into the arena, I would like to encourage them to know the history of these styles of dances that they're choosing, because all these different categories that you see at the powwow they have creation stories where they originated like the men southern straight you know there's there's a big story behind it and there's a reason why we do what we do so you know i I just want the young people to know these stories before they get out there and dance just wanted to encourage them in a good way that's great um, and, uh, for, you know, for those, uh, young singers, anything for them, you know, if they're, uh, you know, starting to try to learn some songs or, uh, venture out for the first time. Yeah. I would also like to encourage the young singers as well. You know, like I make mention on the microphone quite often is there's a lot of different songs and there's a lot of, uh, gentlemen that compose these songs along the way. And there's a lot of ancient songs that we're still singing that were being sung back in the mid-19th century. So I would recommend for these young singers to, to educate themselves on these songs. And if there's tribal words used in these songs, to know, you know what tribe it is and who composed the song and what they used the songs for. So that would be my encouragement for these young singers. That's great, man. I really appreciate you, uh, you know, passing some of that on. And uh, it's always great to see you. It was good to catch up a little bit at Gathering. Um, uh, hopefully I'll catch you some more on the Pow Wow Trail this this, uh, this summer. Um, mm-hmm. well, I, and I appreciate you being here tonight. You know, thank you for uh, for sharing a little bit about your, uh, your culture and uh, – Appreciate you, you know, being that great ambassador out there on the trail. Yeah, thank you very much, Paul. All right, thanks, man. Appreciate it. That's it for this week's episode of Power Life. Thanks to Joaquin for being on the show, and thank you all for tuning in again. Please be sure to share our podcast. 
I really hope we get more listeners and spread the word of these great stories from Indian country. Again, be sure to subscribe to our newsletter and check us out on all our social channels and look for those new Gathering of Nations videos coming every week on our YouTube channel. You'll definitely want to check those out. We've got probably over 150 videos coming soon. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you down the trail. Here's this week's trivia question. You can head over to powwowlife.com to fill out the form and submit your answer. All the right answers are entered into a drawing for a 10-sticker powwows.com sticker pack. Here's the question. This year, we are celebrating a big milestone. We have been live streaming for a number of years. So tell me, what year was the first year we streamed and what was the first powwow we streamed? If you've been listening or following our content, you should be able to find it. Good luck. Powwowlife.com to submit your answer. What was the first powwow and what year did we first live stream? Good luck and thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next week.